High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. A great moving and storage man, of course, is Bill Hughes. He does it with music. He joins me now with yet another essential song. Bill Hughes, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, George. Good to see you The today. usual trepidation applies as to what you're going to pick. I don't know why you have trepidation. You have to get over that. I'm taking you back to your childhood. Ah, childhood. Back to your childhood. Al Jolson? No. Glenn Miller? No. Uh, given the week that's in it, on Tuesday... What week is in it? Uh, the centenary of the birth of Vera Lynn. Dame Vera Lynn. I was talking about it on Monday. There you go. The great Vera. It was her birthday on Tuesday. And as far as I'm concerned, I know she's known for certain songs. But for for me, she has the finest recording of You'll Never Know. Really? I adore it. It beats Frank Sinatra. It beats Dick Hames, Alice Faye. It beats Michael Bublé. Her recording of You'll Never Know is just sensational. Well, uh, this is really interesting because trust you, and I do trust you, <laughs> you know, it would have been so easily, easy for you to come in here and say, Vera's 100, because that's what I did. Like, I, mean, I took the easy way out and uh, we'll meet again. We'll you know? meet again and the White and, Cliffs of Dover yeah, well, and a yeah. Nightingale sang in Berkeley Square and they'll always be in England. And yeah. those, those are the big ones, but... Her recording of You'll Never Know, and for such a classic song, written by the great Harry Warren and uh, lyrics by Mac Gordon. And it was based on a poem by a young war bride from Oklahoma called Dorothy Fern Norris. And it was introduced in a movie in 1943, Hello, Frisco, Hello, by Alice Faye. And the following year, it, like it was nominated for the Oscar. And in those days, there were nine nominated songs and it won the Oscar for Best Song. It was up against uh, You'd Be So Nice to Come Home To, That Old Black Magic. Like they were songs that were in the category and giving you a sense that it was wartime, Say a Prayer for the Boys Over There was also a song nominated. But anyway, it, it won for them. Um, the thing about Harry Warren as a composer, he was the first songwriter to primarily write for film. It was just, he was coming into the right time. Oh, sorry. Harry Warren is more famous uh, with somebody else. Uh, Well, with Mac Gordon, not only did he write You'll Never Know, but he wrote At Last with Mac Gordon. There was another guy that Harry Warren wrote. There is. Keep going. There is. There is. There is. Because he wrote more than 800 songs. He was nominated for the Oscar 11 times. He won it three times. Um, he, He won it with You'll Never Know. He won it with Lullaby of Broadway and he won it on the Atchison, Topeka and the Santa oh, Fe. Oh, now there's a great one with Judy so, Garland. But he composed 42nd Street. Uh, really? The whole musical, which became a hit for Busby Berkeley. It's about to be revived on Broadway. It's been, I've seen it many times in productions. Beautiful thing. Ruby Keeler was in that movie. Yeah. And she married... I don't know. Al Jolson. Oh, did she marry yeah. Al Jolson? But Not happily. Harry R- Warren also wrote, I Only Have Eyes for You, You Must Have Been a Beautiful Baby, Jeepers Creepers, We're in the Money, That's Amore, The More I See You, and the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Like, can you imagine the royalties that man 
was getting. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and with Mac Gordon he wrote at last, and that was it. And Harry Warren was really Salvatore Antonio Goranga. Really? <laughs> yeah, born and br- brought up in, in Brooklyn by an immigrant Italian family. And Mac Gordon uh, was actually born in Warsaw and moved to New York as a child. So they were both immigrants, you know, effectively. And to go on and have the fantastic careers that they had as, as songwriters. Because, it, it, I mean, I mean, so many of, of his stuff would clearly have been the stuff of my childhood. Like, mm. that's more, um, of course, became Dean a great... Martin. Dean Martin. <laughs> ah, yeah. So yeah. That, the Chattanooga Choo Choo's is really interesting because it was a great Glenn Miller one with, he had, he had singers on, mm-hmm. in the band as they all did in those days. And they did a fabulous uh, job on Chattanooga Choo Choo. Yeah, and the Atchison Topeka and the Santa Fe used to be a great big band song as well. Yeah. And Judy Garland's version of that is wonderful. Yeah. So on Meet to Me in St. Louis. Meet Me in St. Louis, that's right, as well as the trolley song, which yeah. is from that. Yeah. And The Boy Next Door. How Can I Ignore The Boy Next Door? So, okay. Um, for a young fella, you've got a good memory for music. <laughs> well. So Dame Vera Margaret Lynn. Dame Vera Welch, as she was born, um, and as you know, became the force of sweetheart and all the songs that she had. Um, it's quite a career, really, when you consider that at 92, she's the oldest person to have a number one album. <laughs> she's now 100. But she uh, she had a, a huge career in America. Auf Wiedersehen, Sweetheart, in 1952, became the first number one by any British artist in America. Really? I didn't know about her American career at all. Oh, yeah. She had uh, like a number of of the homing waltz, which was huge. Uh, She used to prefer, and and forget me not, they were massive hits for her in in America, as well as being in the, all three of them were in the very first published top 10 in the UK. (laughs) So, but she used to go to America and appear on the Tallulah Bankhead radio show. She she became really well known in America because of doing that. But she ra- her her big thing really was her work with charity, her work with servicemen. And during the war, she um during the darkest days of the war, she had a radio program called Sincerely Yours and she used to send message messages to British troops uh, and they used to hear it on the World Service. And if their wives were having babies, she'd go to the hospital and record greetings from the wife. Oh, hey. Yeah. And put that into the radio show to send it to the, like, heartbreaking stuff because these men are at the front course, and they're yeah. hearing it on the way. And this was Vera Lynn. So she was doing so much more than just being, the, right. the, 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 that's why she was the force's sweetheart, you know. And uh, she, she started out with uh, Joe Loss, that was the the, the, band. First, the, band, the, big band. the band. And then she moved on through a number of them, but she came to settle with Bert Ambrose. And Bert Ambrose was kind of the king of the British sophisticated big bands. Got at a the dance time. band yeah. that yeah. sort. Yeah. And uh, so, but but she, she just, I, I think there's something about Vera Lynn that her voice has a poignancy in it that you can associate. And... I listened back to Dick Hames' version of this song and he was the first person to have a chart with it. Alice Faye never bothered releasing it as a record, even though it was her signature song in her nightclub act. 
Um, and Alice Faye, very interesting woman because you look at her uh, body of, 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 of movies and she she never really cracked the big time and she should have. And it was because of her ongoing rows with Daryl Zanuck and... Uh, she was used in a tug of love kind of situation. In 20th Century Box. Yeah. Uh, when he was trying to break Linda Darnell, who was his girlfriend at the time, whether that was official or unofficial. And uh, so she made a movie uh, with Alice Faye. Alice Faye was the star. Daryl Zanuck went into the editing booth, cut her out of the movie, increased Linda Darnell's presence and when Alice Faye saw it, having been one of the big stars in Fox, just went back to her chalet, got the keys, got into her car and signed herself out at the concierge and handed him the keys and said, I'll never be back. And she wasn't. Because Linda Darnell didn't have a great career. No, no, because um, it was being built on something wrong, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I can't wait. <laughs> Can we have Vera Lynn? Yes, no? please. Yes, Why please. don't we have Vera Lynn? You'll never know. How much I miss you You'll never know Just how much I care And if I tried I still couldn't hide my love for you You ought to know For haven't I told you so A million or more times You went away And my heart went with you I speak your name in my every prayer if there is some other way to prove that I love you I swear I don't know With you I speak your name In my every prayer If there is Some other way To prove that I love you I swear I don't know 
Well, the great Vera Lynn, and you'll never know, Bill Hughes' selection this week of an essential song. Do you know I think it's superior to Dick Ames? Yeah. Because she sings it slower. Yeah. I think that's the slow version. Uh, it was kind of more upbeat when Ames sang it, because I remember it. Uh, and her diction is perfect. Her diction uh, is magnificent. Dick Ames was number one for four weeks with his version. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, talk about him at the time because he was an Argentine, but uh, living in America, naturalized. So he, Argentina being a neutral country, he didn't actually need to serve but people didn't understand that he wasn't American so they couldn't understand why he wasn't off doing oh, his right. war okay. so people there was a lot of suspicion about him what's he at is he a spy then or yeah. what's, what's up with them he had, he had some interesting marriages I think <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> he did, Married including Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth, yeah. Yeah, yeah he married man. seven times, I think. Yeah, yeah, himself and Mickey Rooney, like, kind of hold the <laughs> they record. Got, they got through them. <laughs> yeah. They got through And, you know, his marriages, it's funny, when you look at his list of marriages, they're all like a year or 18 months, you know. Yeah. yeah. But he made, he, he, that was the period also of the Hollywood musical, but he, he made a few, but he never kind of made the big time either. No, State Fair was probably his biggest moment in the was song. That? Yeah, and uh, then he also did a recording of There's No Business Like Show Business with Sinatra. Um, He was one of the biggest recording artists of the 40s and 50s, but he's now forgotten. And the reason he's forgotten, when you listen back, you realise, oh, well, that's why. Because they're all very mediocre. And that's why when you listen to something as classy as Vera Lynn's recording there, you're going, that's so rich. And as you say, her diction, but also the emotion and that beautiful little catch she has in her throat that just gets you, pushes you over the edge. It definitely is like you'll never know. You know what I mean? It's beautiful. Dim Vera Lynn, a hundred, God bless her, Mm. and long may she survive. Mm. Uh, But also I think, when you listen to Vera Lynn, I think, you have to try, and and older people like me can do it. You have to put yourself in the time mm. of of Britain, and and listening to this voice. And because of the World Service, she's reaching uh, troops in places so far away. Mm. Like I remember, like the Burma campaign or somewhere like that, where it was so difficult to to get something from home. But can you, know? you imagine? the impact it had on the soldiers then when she showed up with ENSA, uh, the the touring uh, organisation. And she flew to Egypt and India and Burma and she performed for the troops. So those troops had been listening to her on the radio. They'd been listening to her broadcasting the, the messages from their wives who were now the mothers to their children and that power of that emotion. And then she walks out on stage and sings, you know, you'll never know or we'll meet again. And so, sure, that must have just been oh, yeah. incredibly emotional. Yeah, you can't keep this standard going. I know <laughs> next week we'll be down and dirty. All right, Bill Hughes, Essential Song. Spotify, of course, you can find them all. Uh, since time immemorial, you'll find Bill Hughes's uh, picks on George Hooks's essential songs on Spotify and all you have to do is stream them uh, 